electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's back on set here at the New York Stock Exchange. We're riding a five-day win streak for the S&P. Futures are mixed as we get some companies raising guidance, Nestle, Biogen, Verizon, Abbott, but others like Brinker and Renault, a warning on continued labor, commodity, and freight cost pressure. Got Bitcoin near a fresh record. Our roadmap begins with Netflix. Shares are lower ahead of the open. A key analyst downgrade today as the streamer adds more than 4 million subs for the quarter. Plus, Micron is making a big bet on Man- Manufacturing and R&D, $150 billion over the next 10 years. That includes a potential new memory factory in the U.S. Micron CEO joins us first on CNBC in a few minutes. And facing increased regulatory scrutiny, Facebook reportedly planning according to one report, to change its name next week. We'll talk about that. Uh, Netflix, though, um, living up to its its reputation, Jim, not a name you want to trade around earnings. No, look, uh, it, people have to step back and say, first of all, the stock's been up big. So what's been controlling this market for the last year are the number of price target boosts. So you initially have this decline and then the, the shorts pile on and people think it's done. Eleven price target raises. That's what controls. Yes, we do have one lonely downgrade, and that's based on valuation. But the call was brilliant. As usual, uh, beautiful, beautiful layout. Uh, talking, I mean, the only difficulty in the call was when the analyst who ran the call said, you can name your favorite that you like, but you can't say squid. That sent everybody scrambling, David. It's like, they all were going to say squid. Nope, nope, I liked, you know, and then they like Spanish production and they like they, they, some production from Mexico, whatever. It was, David, another tour de force call. And if people want to sell it, good luck to them. Okay, but what about the idea that the fourth quarter is as good as it gets? I'm just saying it. Okay, I'm going to go default to Reed. Everybody's going to be bullish on these fourth quarter subscriber trends, but But, maybe the guidance still not quite as strong. Reed made it made it clear. You never know which one's going to be the big one. Right, couple twenty. Now they talk about twenty million for uh, Squid, but actually they spent a lot of money in Korea. They did sneak in. Sounds like there's another Narcos, and they kind of slipped that in. Uh, But why I like the call is it's run by an analyst. They're all, the analysts ask really tough, informed questions. I find increasingly, because there's so many companies reporting at the same time, the analysts, and you, people should go read these calls. The eighth analyst says, look, I'm sorry I missed all the questions. How are the gross margins? <laughs> or like that, the 12th analyst saying, did you guys cover sales? I want to go. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, are you kidding me? It's just like your job. That's like watching a game and saying, hey, did Josh Allen make the sneak or did he fail to make the sneak? You've got to follow the game, David, if you're going to comment on it. All right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But the analysts are stretched. They're stretched. That's good. Well, then why not do what Netflix did? And they all really are just looking for as much information as they can get from these calls so they can tweak their numbers because that's really all it's about for so many of them. For them, because they're worried about the Ohio Teachers Pension Fund. If you take a look at the beauty, the beauty of the Netflix call, 
It's more of, okay, listen, we're, we are nowhere yet. We've taken very few, we're not in a lot of homes yet. There's much more to take. Uh, we are developing the content that people want. Uh, it is very clear that they have this international strategy that says that, I mean, look, if they made a, a movie, okay, let's say it was made in Luxembourg. David, humor me. Um, they make a Luxembourg movie. Yeah. Or maybe a movie from Madagascar. We're all going to watch it. If it's good, sure. Well, it is going to be good. That's what they do. They do good. Remember, a lot of it Not is... always. Look, when I, when I met them, which, and they don't like to do interviews, or with me, they don't like to do interviews. When you met them? Who's them? Well, Reed. Oh, okay. Uh, he liked the fact that I called customer service at 3 a.m. I wanted a movie about Stalin going to Berlin. They have one instantly. But what he really loves is I said, how did you make what do you use artificial intelligence? I mean, so many of your movies are like Scarface meets a Godfather. He said, of course, it's A.I. It's A.I. The original A.I. Don't nod at me. Snide California interviews. Don't nod. Okay, what do you want me to do? I want you to say, When I have Jim, no idea what you're talking Jim, about. Jim, that's quite a revelation. I missed that show. Tell me more. That's quite a revelation, Jim. Nice, Tell me more. Nicely done. Except I'd love to hear from Carl. You, you brought a lot of emotion to that, that, that read, uh, David. You. Well, uh, last night, uh, Reed Hastings uh, did talk about the forays they're making into gaming. Yes. Consumer products. They own at least one movie theater. Here's what yes, he said about charging. that Netflix total experience. Imagine three years from now and, you know, some future Squid Game is launching and it comes along, you know, with an incredible array of interactive or gaming options and it's all built into the service. Um, And then, of course, you've got your off Netflix aspects, the experiences that we're building out, consumer products, all of that coming together. So, you know, a company like Disney still ahead of us in some of those dimensions of putting that, that whole experience together. Uh, but boy, are we making progress. First time I've heard him say we want to be more like Disney. I know. Uh, I think he, he was throwing Disney a bone after Disney apparently doesn't have the numbers that they do. I, there's one thing I love. Look, Reed is an amazing, humble man. He, he's too humble. What he's created is extraordinary. David, when you stop sending the gets back and you really dig into what they're doing... <laughs> You will be shocked at the amount of programming. Oh, David's still on Quickster? Well, he's got, yeah, David's, I've got the David fights the trends there. Um, but I, I do think when you go over, oh, here it is, Sintonio, here, the, uh, the Louis Miguel, the, the largest original series from Brazil. Brazil! I mean, what does Brazil produce that makes, I mean, soy? We are are well aware of their incredible reach, their ability to create content in all sorts of different markets, for it to have a global footprint. Right. Uh, They're spending more than any service by Uh far. Uh Um, And now I will try to bring you back to what that means for the stock price right now. So just wrap it up for me. Okay. Well, sometimes it's not up to don't you are. I'm surprised at you. I'm surprised that you're bound by what sounds like the four walls of the spreadsheet. This is Tesla. This is Netflix. This is Amazon. I mean, these are uh, what they're basically is tan. They're tan or not, but that's North American tanker. North American tanker, you don't want Nordic American. But these are companies that people just say, best of breed. I'm going to give it some room, let it come down, and I'm going to buy it again. Because they are... Uh, we called it law school, really. 
make me really pompous. You're sui generis, David. Understood. No one no else, one else is has a Netflix. Right. Even I remember there trying are, to get there. Was you great, can't even sit here and name all the pluses out there that are exactly. streaming services. That, David, 142 million viewers yes. in Squid Games. And I still haven't watched it yet. Wow. I'm going to get to it, though. Oh, I'm good. This I'm weekend, a little I'm a surprised binge. at I'm that. I'm too busy watching Succession, which is so good. Oh, I have, we haven't even started that. Well, just finished Murderers in the Building. That was fun. Ah. You watched something. All right, so we got yes. a little HBO, a little Hulu, a little, Hulu. A little Netflix. Yeah. I mean, that's that right there is an well, argument that maybe these services can coexist. Right. Oh, or, you know, one of the things that I love about Reed is the more the merrier. Memories are more the merrier, guys. He is, and he says he's not competing necessarily against other streaming services. Says it all the time. He's competing against everything, including oh. noting that when Facebook was down for a few hours, their viewership went up. Um, and we know that he's just competing against time, against sleep. Yes. Um, okay. Well, that's Meanwhile, the stock is actually underperformed this year. Uh, it's been a great long-term performer. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And that matters. I mean, people who are in the stock market and like the stock market, when you talk to them, what are they, they've had Netflix, they've had Amazon, they have Facebook, soon to be known as, I don't know. I don't know. Alice yep. in Wonderland. Facey McFacebook also. seems to be trending. Facebook peace. All we yeah. were saying. They're going to call it. All we were saying. <laughs> what is that? Tronk, Tronk was another suggestion. Oh, Tronk. Yeah. Oh, my Tronk. God. Of course. That's available. Tronk I didn't realize that available. became available. Tronk. That makes sense. That's an automatic. <laughs> yeah. How about Sistrum? Is that available? We can have so much fun with that. <laughs> we can be here all day no, long. I mean, the fact is, I expect, yeah, it's like I expect another revelation that's negative, the day that they report, like another, you know, splash. Right. Splash. Well, that's a good name. Splash could be a good name. Splash is a really good name. I like that. Yeah. Chip suggests Venator. Remember Venator? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Love that one. Well, I, what was United? Allegiant? Allegis? Allegiant? Allegiant? How about United Technologies? That's available now. Yeah. Unisys. Oh, Power of One. Power, this could be the Power of Four. WhatsApp. Uh, um, I like it. Yeah. How about how Facebook? About, the Metaverse? Um, the I'm Metaverse. Thinking, I'm thinking, how about... Warren Co. You co-op Senator Warren. Call Warren Co. I mean, you got at least one out of a hundred that is silenced. She's suddenly on your on your side. How about Warren Klobuchar Co.? We're going to find out. Well, Thursday, I think, is what The Verge suggested. Oh, really? Right here. Yeah. Well, let's get a really bad piece from The Wall Street Journal showing that there's a secret memo which says that Zuckerberg doesn't really like people. He just likes trons. Yeah, well, we got a lot of other earnings this morning. You want yeah. to talk about it? Oh, I'm United. sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Hit us with the, the boring Verizon quarter that nobody cares about that's going to be stuck at 53, that has a little bit of uplift, but that's also has a churn a little better. There, I did it. So next. Okay, you did do it. I did it. You did. Go on to Ulta. I'll get I rid of it. I introduced you Ulta 300 points ago. Uh, uh, and tractor supply 200 points ago. Let's go over them, David. Okay, Ulta was not bad. All right, the read through of Proctor is not bad for Ulta, for uh, Estee Lauder. Don't believe that. David, here, Thermo Fisher, undervalued. Abbott, huge blowout. ASML, disappointing, but we're going to speak to Micron and find out whether that's true. Okay, I'm almost done. Uh, Southwest Air vaccine mandate, no go. PayPal coming back. Halliburton, better than expected. Proctor, not sure. Intuitive Surgical, two guys who love it. And. Boot Barn, 97 to 110, Cowan. 97 to 110 at, for the Boot Barn. Yeah. That made your list of well, things you wanted to talk about today. Is like, you actually mentioned it at the top uh, of Tudor our Jones show. Tudor Jones says it's the most dangerous monetary policy in his lifetime. Yes, and you're, and you're talking boot. about Boot Barn. We'll see. Tudor By the way, Jones do we have a billionaire. A, do we have, a, a, do we have any time for that? Our viewers are not billion, billion, billionaires. 
our viewers are trying to make some money. They're not sitting there thinking, you know what, I've made a lot of money, I want to give it away. Well, boot barn going to a whatever, wherever is not. David, where boot, are they? Oh, at Cowan. Okay. Boot, All right, we love Cowan. Boot barn is such a good company. I always put you know them what? on. Let's talk about Tudor Jones for a second, because that was a great interview. Okay. He's, you could listen to him, as they did, for quite some time. He's always interesting. He uh, has serious reservations about Fed policy at this point, saying very <laughs> simply, this is not 2013. Take a listen. If they try to fight the last war and do the taper they did in 2013, well, well, we're going to go ahead and ease off the pedal for the next six or eight months. Well, that's just the wrong policy prescription. We're so different than 2013. 2013, commodity prices were down on the year. We're up 50 to 100 percent. So to answer your question, we have to watch what this Fed does. We always have to watch, but he clearly is not in agreement with what he expects they will be doing. Uh, look, I think that there are real issues. Well, obviously, if you just look at practical, every input's up. Look at every house, every input's up. Uh, the idea that we're starting to get more people doing better, that there, that there are jobs wanted for people that are paying a lot, that's often countered by wealth. And I love Paul Trudeau Jones, and I'd do anything for him, but... It's often counted by rich people who come on and say, listen, ultimately, the poor people are hurt by inflation. And I would say that there's this moment right now where the average American is finally getting what they're worth. They're being paid more. I think that that's where Jay Powell is. I think it's an amazing thing. Well, um, they would then respond by saying that real wages are not keeping up with CPI at 5.4 year on year. I think real wages are what you make of them. If you go and you take a job at any one of the factories that we're talking about, you're going to make $30 an hour. And that's keeping pace versus the 15 that you are making. That's 100% better. So I think that he was talking about prices being up 100%. I am talking about a lot of people's wages being up 100%. And yeah. I salute the working person. You are, but you're still dealing with higher energy prices. I, I, you're dealing with higher health care prices. Absolutely. You're dealing but with I, fewer benefits than you certainly might have had okay, so let's 30 say, years ago. Jay Powell slams the brakes on. I'm rich. I don't know. Well, that was another point he made. But, $17 trillion to the top 10%. Right, but, but the people who don't have a lot of money, they're getting this once-in-a-lifetime chance to get unbelievable jobs. Why doesn't any rich person ever come on and say that? Why does every rich person talk about their own inflationary woes and never say, you know what, I'm seeing people who used to be paid 15 and they're making 30 and they're, they're buying. You know, he, he's talking about how some, I, there's absolutely what he does is charitable. I'm saying there's 40, 50 million people that are having, that are not just having a cheeseburger at McDonald's, okay? Okay. 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 Yeah. Let's go. We'll listen to more of uh, that great interview okay. about with Tory Jones. It's not just about... Uh, monetary policy, but why New York is so important to the country and a lot more. When we come back, we're going to talk to Micron's chief, Sanjay Marotra, uh, the chip maker planning more than $150 billion in CapEx and R&D over the next decade, as well as some guidance on how long the chip shortage may last. Don't go away. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. We definitely bottomed out probably at the beginning of September, uh, starting to see improvement. That still impacts, the Delta variant still impacts the fourth quarter, but we've even seen business bookings start to come back. The holidays are really strong. International demand is particularly strong to Europe. Uh, so we feel like it certainly looks like from the data we bottomed out and are on the way back. That's uh, United Scott Kirby earlier today, a narrower than expected loss. Nice beat on EBITDA margins. Jim, they're going to add 10% international capacity next year. And they see uh, corporate travel inflecting in January. You got to buy the stock. That was just a great interview. Phil, once again, doing an amazing job. It's doing much better. Remember the other day I said that Gary Kelly of Southwest is no longer the, the fair-haired boy. I mean, they've got some another morass there with vaccines. United Airlines is the most vaccinated. United Airlines is how you go overseas. United Airlines has unbelievable roots. I think that United is so clearly the one to buy right now. It is shocking that it's down this low. I thought the level of confidence he had. David, I know, as you did with that excellent interview with Carmine DeCibio, yes, you're not going to go over for a two-hour visit to Singapore. No. But you're still going to travel. You won't be able to get on these planes because people realize, just like they did with the wages, they Yeah, but business travel, I mean, again, you know, I heard, uh, like, I mean, so many different people will never do a road show again by traveling. Yeah, but it's much better to do one. Individuals have now realized that they've, the, the pandemic has changed people's minds about life. It has. People are, th- I'm no dreamer on this, Carl. People who have never traveled are saving up to be able to go somewhere because they realize life is So the diminution of business travel will be replaced by an increase in personal travel? 700,000 people died. And everyone knows one, and people want to go to unsupported the person who died. You want to go places before you die. God, that's definitely true. Uh, bucket list, that's why they call that's it the bucket it list. I got, to, I got to go to a Clemson game, someone told me. All right, put that on the list, whatever. <laughs> We'll take a break. We're going to talk to Micron after a short break as the futures are a bit mixed here after a nice five or six days on the S&P NASDAQ. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Dow's on pace for the best month since March. S&P for the best month since April. We're up uh, five days on the NASDAQ and another day up today would make it the longest win streak since August of last year. Opening bell coming up in about eight minutes. Let's see another day, another downgrade from Micron. These analysts have decided that there's nothing to this name. You know what? We are very lucky. Because we have Sanjay Marotra, who is the CEO. Maybe he can set people straight. He's spending $150 billion over the next day, decade because he sees real demand. Okay, so Sanjay, first, it's great to have you on the morning show. Are you feeling that these downgrades that keep happening, are they something that we should pay any attention to whatsoever? 
I think, Jim, what we have to look at is that the underlying demand for memory and storage continues to increase. We are really excited today to share with everybody that Micron is looking at investing more than $150 billion in R&D and manufacturing in leading-edge memory globally. And this is really about three things, Jim. Memory and storage is underlying foundational enabler in everything that is transforming our lives and business today from cloud computing to 5G-enabled smartphones to autonomous vehicles, and the content of memory and storage continues to increase in these applications. Second, memory is at the leading edge of the semiconductor manufacturing, and Micron is leading within that leading edge. We have world's best DRAM and NAND technology and differentiated products in production today. And we have a strong roadmap of technology leadership ahead for 10 years. And that's what is highlighting our confidence for the plans that we announced today. And third, right, I would well, say Sanjay. is that... Well, third, Sanjay, I would say, Jim, America, is that... Yeah, certainly, go ahead. I, a third, I would just say, is that tremendous opportunity that as we look at uh, expansion of our FAB sites globally, Tremendous opportunity for the U.S. with passage of CHIPS Act and FABS Act to support the U.S. semiconductor industry, which is extremely important for economic growth, national security considerations, as well as driving innovation for America on a global stage. Well, Sanjay, it's, I, I'd rather see you in Boise than having uh, the capital behind you. The reason is, is that you've been the one that's most committed to manufacturing. You've not been sitting there waiting for a handout of $52 billion from the government. You have been America's beacon. And yet I find that there are a lot of others who are claiming they're America's beacon. First of all, I want you to reassert yourself as the company that has really done the best of building in America. But second, I see DRAM pricing going down. I see NAND pricing going down. Why should I think that we don't? Double down on those when we have so many high-performance computing uh, piece, uh, high-performance computing semis that are needed that you're not making. Well, Jim, I think what you have to look at is that memory and storage constitute 30 percent of the semiconductor industry today. 20 years ago, they were 10% of the semiconductor industry. And as the demand for memory and storage grows, given the data-intensive big data workloads, this percentage of mix within semiconductor industry will continue to increase. So that's one important thing. Memory and storage is essential for all computing today. It's in every piece of computing. And Jim, while the prices may go up and down and while semiconductor industry will have its cycles, what is important to understand is that the trajectory over the cycles is one of revenue increase, is one of profitability increase, free cash flow generation capability, and this is what Micron has demonstrated. We have just guided at the end of September that our fiscal year 22 will be a record year with solid profitability as well. Yes, but uh, let's talk about shortages for a second. In the end, you say the supply crunch that the industry is experiencing is already improving, but you're saying the shortages are going to last to 2023. Sanjay, why not go to, uh, sit down with the Commerce Secretary, with Mary Barr, okay, with Jim Farley, and make the plants that we need that would save us billions of dollars in sales that we're missing because we don't have those full-featured chips that you know would change the dynamic and make it so our auto industry is number one again. 
So, Jim, Micron is number one supplier to the auto industry in memory and storage. We have world's number one market share there, and we are a very strong partner to the automotive industry, just like we are a strong partner to all aspects of technology from cloud to smartphones to PCs, networking, consumer, and industrial. And, of course, we are working hard to increase the memory production for various end markets. And what is important is that the announcement like today Commitment for long haul will absolutely make sure that investments and increased production capacity avoid the situations like what has occurred over the course of last several months. Therefore, building resiliency of a secure supply chain in America is important, and that's what Micron is committed to doing. And it's important that Congress passes the CHIPS Act and the FABS Act to support the initial grants but also with investment tax credits for the long haul, really support the competitiveness of our industry with global industries, our competitors overseas, where in foreign countries there are already hundreds of billions that are being spent by between public and private enterprises in shoring up semiconductor manufacturing. We need to bring some of this leading-edge memory manufacturing to the U.S., Sanjay, while we have you, there's the opening bell, by the way, and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it is Shapeways uh, celebrating a listing via SPAC, and at the NASDAQ, it's Navitas. Uh, Semiconductor also celebrating a listing uh, via SPAC. David? Uh, yeah, Sanjay, I mean, you're obviously making the call there for, uh, for getting Congress to step up and, and come with a clear plan. Uh, these days, trying to figure out when and if is, is very hard to do, though, when it comes to, you know, whether it's bills or action from the White House or any other thing. So what are your expectations, if you have them, for what we are going to end up with in terms of the support that you're talking about and that you feel, obviously, the industry would benefit from? We are very thankful to the White House, very thankful to Secretary Ramando's leadership, as well as the bipartisan support for recognition for semiconductors and their importance to national economic as well as security considerations. We know that there is a bipartisan support existing for this in Congress. Senate, we are really uh, did a great job passing the CHIPS Act, and now the House needs to pass it. And 52 billion support that is targeted through CHIPS Act and subsequent support through FABS Act for refundable investment tax credits are going to be an important and a necessary first steps in restoring manufacturing presence and strengthening presence in the U.S. And this is what we would like the administration as well as the Congress to act upon. It is urgent that we get going with this because, as I mentioned earlier, foreign governments are already supporting and we, their companies in their nations, and it's important that America provides for a policy that is very supportive of semiconductor industry leadership going forward. Because, again, semiconductors form the backbone of all economies and national security considerations. Hey, Sanjay, uh, it's been a few weeks, but the Commerce Secretary said it was time uh, to get more aggressive on the chip shortage, and they announced some initiatives to get better eyes on the supply chain, uh, at least within the U.S. Have you, can you talk about whether or not that's bearing any fruit? We really appreciate the efforts from uh, Commerce Secretary DeMondo uh, on getting the industry players together and really highlighting the need for greater transparency, greater commitment. And what we have also highlighted is a need for the industry to move toward newer technologies faster because newer technologies have greater availability of supply versus the older technologies. 
companies are investing in newer technologies. So these are the kind of dialogues that are taking place between us and our customers. And of course, uh, the government absolutely cares about the shortages and has facilitated certain dialogues in these areas. But we just need to continue to focus on transparency in the supply chain, as well as commitment so that investments can be made and faster move toward newer technology transitions, which are absolutely key to supporting the long-term needs of the semiconductor industry, as well as all the applications that they are driving today. Well, Sanjay, I'm always glad that you make things in America. And the reason I say that is because a lot of your competitors are using Taiwan Semi to make chips in Taiwan. Now, I know you watch the situation with China. Do you ever fear that China, which is doing a lot of flyovers, making maneuvers, talking about uh, saber-rattling in Taiwan, that one day we will wake up and Taiwan is in the hands of the PRC, like Hong Kong, and your competitors won't have any chips because, they just, because the Chinese have decided they're PRC chips. Could that happen? So these geopolitical considerations that bring about uncertainty are, of course, extremely important, as you noted, to the entire semiconductor industry. And this is why... I think it's pretty clear, and you know, COVID certainly taught us all how important it is to have a diversified, resilient, secure supply chain, and hence the importance of America to invest more in semiconductor manufacturing for the long haul. And remember, this switch doesn't flip overnight. This will require investments to be made to achieve scale, to achieve cost competitiveness, as well as return on investment so that the business operations and technology and production leadership can be sustainable. This is why it is important for Congress to act now so that there is absolutely resilient sufficiency in supply chain here in the U.S. Sanjay Marotra, I want to thank you for being the best maker of semis in America. You've never been in the country. You've never been in you. Thank you for what you're doing. You are the leader of the American semiconductor movement. Make no mistake about that. Sanjay Marotra runs Micron. Thank you, team, for having me on the show. Of course. All right. Meantime, uh, although it's a bit of a flattish market, uh, you got some of the earnings movers uh, on the green side, uh, Abbott and Biogen. In fact, Jim Bespoke points out we've had 60 companies print so far. You know how many have missed? Three. Wow. Three. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Abbott is amazing. I, I have 10 Binex nows. I keep them anytime I feel a little down. I take it. Not a little down, like, you know, emotional down. <laughs> That's down. National <laughs> Mental Health Day on one Sunday. We had a big bash at my place for that one. Uh, it's International Mental Health Days. But here's what is going on with Abbott. It's not just the Binance now, and that's why the stock's up so much. We've had these diagnostic companies go up, but there's also fantastic things that they're, that they're doing with diabetes. This is the Libre. They're doing lots of stuff with the heart. This is not going to be a one and done, even though they are making a huge amount of money with Binance now, which, of course, is the at-home test that has most regularity. It costs them a few bucks. They sell drugstore for a lot. I like Abbott very much. It is owned by my charitable trust. I sang the praises of it before for people who belonged in the club, David. Yep. And I feel like that Abbott delivered and then some. Yeah, diagnostics revenue beat by more than a billion. Amazing. Uh, and they do raise the guide uh, along with Biogen today yeah. and Verizon. 
Yes, the Verizon yeah. we kind of covered. Well, we didn't really. Yeah. I mean, you dismissed yeah. Verizon very quickly, perhaps appropriately no, I so. Use, I use Verizon. Although the stock is up I, 1.5%. I, I use Verizon. Um, which is, which is um, not typical for Verizon because it's still down almost 10% well, the chart, for the year. Yeah, By the way, its competitors, AT&T. And even T-Mobile. Yes, T-Mobile down uh, as much, if not more, over the course of the year. It had it's, some broadband. broadband it's quite competitive out there. You know, our friend Craig Moffat calls it mutually assured destruction between uh, the competition being brought by the likes of AT&T when it comes to fiber to yeah. the Comcast and the charters of the world, and then the Comcast and the charters of the world competing with Verizon and AT&T and Timo because they, of course, lease network capacity from them on these MVNOs and then sell it more cheaply right. in package bundles. Um, and so nobody no, seems to no, win when Verizon it comes good to I don't be to too price. dismissive. Verizon had good broadband. The people own Verizon, Carl, because they want to yield. They got a great solid dividend. They did have some good broadband news. It, it was a good quarter. I'm not. I want to be too dismissive of it. No, they did. At the I same mean, turn was good. They that turn was good. Four percent revenue churn growth. Turn was good. You know, I mean, this is a company that barely ekes out revenue growth. Typically, it's better than ATT. But David, yes, low bar. Low bar. Yes. Better than ATT. Thought you might. Wow. What else is there? Sure something like that. U.S. Steel better than ATT. Maybe. What are those three companies that disappointed? Um, well, disappointed. Yeah, the, the ones that missed, I'm not sure. Well, because I'm just going to put, I'm just going to just say, well, wait till ATT. Or club ah, of, club before. before. It just club never before. ends. It never ends. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we're it's playing unre- cards. They're the suicide king. You are unrelenting. The, the, the one hijack. Unrelenting. Guys, yesterday I didn't mention Apollo, which had a big um, uh, investor day. Oh, yeah? Mark Rowan, of course, runs that company. New leadership to a, to a certain right. extent. I mean, he is one of the founders. The stock was up over 7% APO. Did you see that? Um, investors got very excited about, you know, it was a 220-page deck, but what did they talk? Mid-teens distributable uh, earnings growth targeting 550 a share by 2022, 9 bucks a share by 2026. Um, fee-related um, earnings, uh, 18% compounded annual growth rate, $15 billion of capital generation. Anyway, it excited a lot of investors. You know, we ta- out at uh, Milken, I did have a chance to talk to, you know, uh, Carlisle and Aries. There's so many different what we used to call private equity, right. uh, and everybody's going in different directions to a certain extent. I'm trying to make that point. Obviously, Apollo with Athene is a lot of it's an insurance company. Oh, it is. Well, Travelers had a great number. Nobody cared. That's a different insurance company, but yeah, Chubb's doing really well. Chubb's always doing well because my 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 uh, your premium goes up. Premiums? I mean, I don't know. Is it automatically twelve percent a know. year? I have to check to see one of Lisa's twelve houses to see what they're doing. I can only imagine what yours is, but yeah. yeah he said he has my my. You know, he says on the left side, left corner of his desk is my policies. Well, I think he just said it. Oh, Greenberg, yeah. Uh, um, UNH is the best Dow performer uh, this morning. Humana is at least what a, at least a three month high. I mean, these guys are starting to get some yield. Jim. HCA is going to be great. I mean, you know, these companies are just killing it, and it's incredible because these were the companies that we thought when you elect President Biden, it would be like hell would just come down upon them and screw their margins. It's not happening. They had great. United Health had such a great quarter. Do you remember that one? I do. And that was United a beautiful quarter. They raised on everything. And Optum, I wish Optum were in charge of our healthcare system. It's eclipsed the four hundred billion dollar market value. Um, yeah, it's a great company. It's one of the largest companies in the country. I use them. I there. I, I feel very confident with. United what do you feel confident about? That they're going to pay my bills. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They get you an MRI if you really 
I pain. actually may need one. Yeah, you know, got a little side pain. David, we're talking about stocks. A little, little CT yeah, scan. Worrying about kidneys. United, United Health stock should be higher. That whole complex should be higher because I think that a lot of the risk is being taken out. I'm not hearing Nancy uh, Speaker Pelosi say, and by the way, the health insurers are making too much money. Well, I'm not hearing that. I mean, uh, it does sound like the Democrats are scaling back what they think can be done. Caven. A lot of the numbers here are anywhere from 175 to 19 uh, billion. And, and according to reports, uh, Pelosi and Hoyer want to get something agreed to by the end of the week. Well, and look, I think that if you want to, you can play a lot of the infrastructure stocks that have gotten hit. You know, people want to be the steel companies have just been have cascaded here as people feel that the numbers are going to come down for next year. If you do get both bills and some you get somewhere close to, let's call it combined three trillion, that's still a decent amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I hope we create more jobs so that we can have more jobs that can't be filled because we don't have enough people. Uh, structural, yeah, structural dislocations in right. labor. That's what Tudor Jones also yeah, mentioned tonight. I, I have Qualtrics on tonight, which is a company that does rather remarkable things, including uh, DoorDash, how to find the, you know, DoorDash trying to find the right people. I mean, Door, the Dashers, these are short supply, but there, a lot of people cobble together terrific existences by being a Dasher uh, on the weekend or working for Shipped in the evening. Right. Uh, do you Shipped? Do I know? Do you know what it is? Doing different things during the course of your day would be my guess. But I, I, I didn't know this was going to be quiz time. Well, <laughs> listen to me, Madam Odio, getting your doctor from New Haven. It is Target's unbelievable omnichannel offering. Oh. We do a shift almost every day. Oh, really? shit. Yes. I didn't even hear you. You're talking that way. I can't hear you. <laughs> shift, I thought you were saying. I thought you were talking about shifts as in a DoorDash person no, that like does creep. something else like for Lyft, and then they do something else for... I'm talking about the creep. Shipped. Yeah, I know. Shipped. They, they, they advertise on our network with the golf clubs. Never mind. Isn't that them? No? Is that a different company? Carl, we got to go back to talking about stocks. Well, really Can quick, we talk I, about I did have one question. Thank you. Uh, we're, beginning to Get see, us out of here. we're beginning to see a group of stocks, Jim, that can handle margin pressure. Fine. And then we're ha- having some others. Brinker and Magna today are the uh, big two. Well, Brinker was just pathetic. I mean, I mean, pathetic that they were honest. I mean, the, you know, Brinker basically just said, don't buy us. We are, are, it costs too much to be in the restaurant business right now. Something that I think a lot of you know, COVID surge starting in August exacerbated the industry wide labor and commodity challenge impacted our margins. And bottom line, did they leave anything else out? No. Like, let's just let's just use the term shortfall. Uh, they but, guide OperaNet to um, basically half of what estimates were. It's just amazing. Now, Yum reports soon. I don't know. I think Yum is going to do better. You know, Chipotle. I think uh, Yum reports the twenty eighth. I think Chipotle's not having these problems. What that's about t- Tesla? tomorrow? What Tesla? about Tesla? Yeah. What is it? They make what kind of food do they make? Oh, no. <laughs> Tesla restaurant. Well, Gold, <laughs> Goldman does. Goldman does I'm defend just the stock Starbucks down a bit after a big run. And McDonald's today. Well, look, McDonald's basically dividend. Tesla has has Berlin. They have a serial. You know, China numbers are great. Next will be Berlin. Then will be Austin. They have David. What I call a roadmap that makes it so anytime the stock comes down, it will move back up. It's been interesting because of its surge of late, not today. Well, you know, I told now you outperforming can. the broader market, of course, on on expectations that deliveries will continue to be yeah. very strong. Netflix is great. The quarter. Tesla's great. And there's always some some uh, a party pooper who downgrades it. But give me a great, a great uh, Adam Jonas, who, who was unrelated. Okay, 
Adam Jonas is a, a Tesla guy, and I'm trying to get him to be a Ford guy. No matter what, I can't get him to be a Ford. Well, it's Ford versus Tesla, and he better get on the he, bandwagon. He does. I think he stuck with 900 on Tesla yesterday. Well, Credit Suisse has horse sense. They upgraded Ford 15 to 20 dollars. They're valuing Argo, which is their you know autonomous, at five bucks, and Rivian. They're staking Rivian at four billion, five billion, and four billion. And Jim Farley, Jim Farley. He's the best. He's the best. He's a car guy, I've heard. That's what I've, well, somebody has Jimmy told Carfar. me that. Yeah. yeah well, I've David, there is a movie I want you to watch this weekend. I've read it. I've watched it. Ford, what, Ford versus, versus Ferrari? Ferrari. Well, now it's Ford versus Tesla. They had a meet, they've had some meetings about taking on Tesla. They're not just sitting there. They are very Belichick-like, but a smiling Belichick, hmm. kind of a combination between Andy Reid and Belichick. And they're, they don't want to lose. They're playing for keeps. Yes. They've got a, you know, they, they, they have a feel of being kind of a 6 and OT. They feel like the Ravens meets the Kansas City. Bitcoin hits a record high. I mean, <laughs> no regrets. Uh, yeah. Wow, look at that. Above, um, above 65. Wow. Remember, so we were at 64,000. We were making all those $64,000 question jokes in April. We, uh, I sold a lot of Ethereum. Fell dramatically. I sold, right a, lot to, of, I sold, a, I sold a chunk of my Ethereum, let yep. the rest run. Yeah. Playing with the house's money. Which is what it feels like. It feels like monopoly money. No, I mean, I've, there was a lot of enthusiasm around crypto that I, I picked up at, at Milken. A number yeah. of people want to talk about it, take it very seriously. Um, not necessarily just Bitcoin, but overall crypto and what's coming next. And well, the inst- potential institutionalization of, of this, which Dollar will versus Bitcoin, bring... David. Dollar versus Bitcoin. Which will bring enormous potential flows. Dollar versus Bitcoin. I don't know what that means. Well, which what are you when are you're you younger asking person, a question? When what? you're a younger person, do you think the dollar is going to be worth more? I mean, Franklin, Hamilton, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you know you Brain. have a you have a, a number for every transaction you've ever ever and done. I'm going to quiz People it. Prefer that? How many mortgages did United Wholesale Mortgage write when, uh, with more, with uh, crypto when they said they were doing? But. You knew the answer? It's early days. No, they decided not to do it. Well, all right, but they'll come back. They did billions and billions of mortgages, and only six mortgages did people want to do. This thing is not a reserve currency. Adam Aaron's ready to take Doge. You saw that at Milken, right? I thought Adam Aaron was fabulous yesterday, and I wish him luck. And I know that there are people even at this table who think that stock is hopelessly overvalued. And I keep saying that that stock is worth Whatever you could sell a million shares at, which is right now that same price. Dave, you missed a very candid discussion with uh, about the SEC report. I didn't miss it. But you were kind of in it. Uh, yeah, I was listening. Yeah. The signal goes all the way to L.A. I have this thing in my ear. I hear everything you say. Yeah. We got David, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Uh, we got 45.28 and VIX back below close to 15. Let's get to Bob. And a little bit of a flattish open, Carl, but uh, we are knocking on the doors of, of new highs. Take a look at the sectors. Kind of flattish open here. Healthcare leading, but it's been a laggard recently. Tech's holding up. But you see either side of positive or negative. It's the S&P you want to watch here, folks, because uh, we're 0.3%. From the new high, the old numbers, 45.35. That was the September 3rd closing high. I'm using closing numbers. So we're six point away from a closing, a new historic closing high. And the reason it's been happening, well, the earnings have been good and holding up. Not as good as they were in the prior quarters, and that's the source of a lot of debate. But we've seen cyclicals in the last few weeks, really good momentum. Uh, these, of course, are sectors that do better when the economy's expanding. Transports have had a great one. Energy, this is just this month, the few weeks. Uh, materials, autos, home 
builders. Uh, at the same time, these thematic tech stocks, the ETF guys love to play. They've been trading sideways for months. They've shown some signs of life. Suddenly, you know, ARC is doing a little bit better after moving sideways. Clean energy, lithium, cloud computing also doing better. As I mentioned, the earnings are still good. We're a little early in third quarter reporting. Eh, 15% of the companies, okay, 69 they're reporting as of this morning, beating by 87%. There's your average EPS beat. That's what you want to watch, almost 14%. That's really good, better than historic average, but not as good as the prior quarter, and that's the key. Strong, but not as strong as last quarter. That's the whole game here. So the estimates, fourth quarter estimates is what we want now. Pretty good, 22%, but they were 21% a few weeks ago. They're not creeping up very fast. That's what I mean, starting to flatten out with the earnings estimates uh, overall. So prices are going up, but the earnings estimates flattening out a little bit, that's a little worrisome. You want to see earnings estimates going up aggressively when prices are going up. The worrisome, the worry issue is the inflation comments. You saw some of these comments recently here, supply chain disruptions out there. They, they think we're going to be transitory. Inflation, they think it's going to be transitory. The market's acting this way. And they're acting like upside surprises are going to keep coming in earnings. The problem is these inflation comments are a little worrisome here. You saw what was going on with the Procter & Gamble CFO. Inflationary pressures are broad-based and sustained. That was Andre Schulten talking about it. And Jim was uh, referencing the Brinker comments yesterday. These were just very alarming because basically they're trying to imply that the prices are getting, the costs are getting away from them. So they're going to raise prices at Brinker's 3 to 3.5% to offset the inflationary costs. Well, guys, you, the, when you have higher costs out there, you can't do it. You're going to have margin erosion. That's the concern that we've got right now. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thank you very much, uh, Bob Pisani. Let's get to the bond report. Take a look at Treasuries this morning. We did get to 167 on the 10-year overnight. That's the highest since May 20. We've backed off a little bit, uh, back below 164. But brace for a lot of Fed speak today. Kashkari, Bostic, Evans, Quarles, Bullard, and Daly. Dow's up 100 as Bitcoin hits a new high. Don't go away. It's been a pretty good week for Coinbase. Got a six-month high yesterday as they were chosen by Facebook to be a custody partner on Novi. And now, with Bitcoin at an all-time high, another 2.5% to 313. That's going to take you all the way back to, say, mid-April. So Dow's up 99, and we've got 45.30 on the S&P. First, I'm just thrilled. I'm on, uh, on halftime. Oh, nice. 10th anniversary. Can't wait. Okay. And then I've got the Qualtrics boys, amazing company. And David's going to want to hear this. The old Haynes Celestial is back with Mark Schiller from Pinnacle. And you're going to want to hear that, David, because it's M&A City. M&A City. M&A City. Got it. All right. Good to have you back. Thank you. I didn't go anywhere. I mean, I was away, but I was still here. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just agree. Just say sometimes. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. We'll see you at 6. Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.